These recruiting videos are getting very similar of late. Uh, <laughs> CJ Vogel, uh, Longhorns adding another one uh, today. A uh, young man, though, is a little bit different. He's a 2025 commitment. His name is Emery Winston. He's out of uh, Calhoun, Georgia. He announces at a ceremony today uh, that he's going to be a Longhorn. Uh, it, he becomes the second class of 2025 commitment for Texas. He's a 5A All-State player out of the state of Georgia, 6'3", 235 pounds, had 956 yards uh, receiving a year ago. We're going to watch a little film of him, talk about that. Uh, tell me what you know about him, uh, CJ, as a player. Yeah, absolutely. He's an exciting prospect from the past, the in, in the passing game specifically. I mean, when you think about the Sarkeesian offense at the tight end spot and what we've seen from Jatavian Sanders, this is the mold that you're going to see at the tight end spot, and Emory Winston fits it. You know, he's a guy that can stretch the field. Uh, he's a mis mismatch for any linebacker that you'll see in the in the high school ranks at the moment. And that's very encouraging whenever you consider what we've seen from the tight end position in the passing game uh, so far under Sarkeesian. Uh, I love what he brings to the table in terms of getting down the field vertically and also after the catch. It's very, very uh, – or I, I guess specifically one of my favorite 2025 prospects right there. Uh, I'm a big fan. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like when you, you talk about JT Sanders and kind of mention his name, it, it, it uh, elicits a certain reaction. The thing that I like, you know, he's at Calhoun, Georgia. They clearly use him in the H-back role, as you can see. They use him flexed out. They get motion him out of the backfield. Absolutely. They play him in line. He's he, like JT Sanders. They use him a bunch of different ways. He may be uh, a little further along in some ways of development than JT because JT – in high school, never played in line. He was always flexed out uh, way outside, right? Right. Uh, but look, how many tight ends in high school football have 956 yards receiving? The thing that he is very similar about with JT Sanders, and I would say this and, and make sure I want to make this point, hands. I mean, he's got flypaper. Yes. You can tell that he, he snags the ball. It's not a, oh, let me catch it with my gut, or it's I'm kind of bobbling it as I catch it. It's a clean catch, and that yes, allows absolutely. for yards after catch, right? And that, that's one of the things that those people, uh, a lot of people won't catch up on or won't catch on to, but he is a clean catcher of the football and something that allow for more yards after catch, whether that's coming, frankly, from Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning or K.J. Lacey or whoever. Uh, that's uh, what Emory Winston brings to the table. Uh, tell us a little bit about his recruiting. Uh, there were several different hats, you know, uh, yeah. talked around or different schools talked about. Uh, tell us about his recruit recruiting uh, situation, CJ. Yeah, Texas offered back in April, and uh, really it didn't feel like there was much movement in that recruitment on the Texas side of things. Uh, entering the football season, Emory actually dropped the top six. That did not include Texas at the time. And so there was a late push as the season progressed, and obviously the on-field play helped. And the play of JT Sanders early in the season really caught the attention of Winston uh, in terms of moving Texas up the, the, the leaderboard here. Uh, it wasn't until, I believe, the, the, what was it, the Red River shootout game where Texas really started to make a push. They got him on, uh, in, into Dallas to watch the game. Uh, after that, a top three dropped, and Texas was right there. What do you know? You know, it, it really kind of felt like, after a snap, Texas was in the mix there. And, and sure enough, after getting him on campus in early November, that conversation he had with JT Sanders uh, on campus, really getting to see his involvement in the recruitment, 
or on the football field, excuse me, boosted his uh, ranks and how he felt about Texas right away. So a really, really strong push by Jeff Banks and that Texas staff to get him from outside the top, top six into, well, where he wanted to play football. Well, you mentioned that attending the Texas OU game, then coming later for an individual visit to Texas. Uh, this is a junior, by the way, so he could he he had to pay for it on his own. It couldn't be an official visit, and that showed real interest in the Longhorns. Uh, Ohio State and Central Florida, the other two finalists. Really, it came down to Texas and Ohio State, and this is interesting because Texas hasn't beaten out a lot Ohio State a lot. Uh, out of state for kids, right? That doesn't happen that often or hasn't up until this point. And I think it marks kind of a, a, a place in time where that's going to happen more and more frequently, potentially. I want to add this about Emory. He becomes the second commitment of this recruiting campaign for 2025. The first is KJ Lacey out of Sarah Land uh, High School in Alabama, which is in the Mobile area. Yep. That gives Texas two commitments for the class of 2025. Neither of them are from the state of Texas. They're in the deep south. You know, Georgia and Calhoun, Georgia, and Mobile, Alabama. You know that if if Sark really went out and pushed for some guys in-state right now, he'd likely have some in-state commitments too. Definitely. What does this say about Texas and where they're going with recruiting, not in 2024, because we're already seeing the – fruits of their labor here and what, what the, the impact has been. What are they looking for in 2025 that may be just a tad different than what Texas, we as Texas fans, have become accustomed to, CJ? Yeah, no, it's dipping your toes in the SEC territory and, and striking a flag down in the dirt, saying we're here now is what that is, you know. And anytime you see prospects from that Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama area, I mean, I, I always consider them uh, to be from a different uh, – breeding ground than what we've seen in Texas high school football, even though, you know, we largely consider Texas high school football to be king. You know, anytime they consider your school to be, you know, one that they want to play for, you take a, you know, a, a much deeper, harder look into what they bring to the table uh, physically as a result. And so I, I love it. I think as a result of Texas playing well on the field, it allows you to branch out nationally to places where you normally probably wouldn't have, you know, a fighting chance in these big recruitments. And so uh, certainly encouraging it. It also tells me that Texas is, is picky in where they want to go. You know, they're obviously going to have the home field advantage in the state of Texas. They're going to have the opportunity to fight back into some recruitments where they might have been a little bit laid on as a result of, you know, the big bad program in the state. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. This also allows you having a good program that, 
you know, shows a good product on the field to go out into places where you normally wouldn't have uh, a, a fighting chance. And this is what this is. It's very encouraging moving forward. And I do think it's something that we'll continue to see as long as Sarkeesian is here at Texas. Yeah, it also talks about momentum, right? Yeah. Texas has got momentum on the recruiting trail. And and this is part of that is just you keep adding guys that you think are that way. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Deep South and, and you mentioned uh, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. Don't forget about Florida. Uh, right. where Texas is going to sign not only Jarrett Gibson uh, and DeAndre Robinson, the defensive lineman out of uh, Atlanta's uh, or out of uh, Orlando Jones High School. He's also, uh, DeAndre, I forgot to mention this once before, he's playing in the U.S. Army All-American game. Uh, so he's actually oh, yeah. there in uh, the uh, in the uh, Dallas area this weekend already getting ready for that, or playing playing in that. Uh, the other thing that I would say uh, to you, CJ, that, that, that strikes me uh, is that uh, – you mentioned JT Sanders playing a role in this recruitment um, we, with Jerry Hamilton or, or yourself or Rod Babers. We always talk about, we've always talked about players recruiting players. Yes. And how that is, you know, it's one thing for a coach to talk down to you or try to get on your level. It's another thing when a peer is talking to you and you see them play really well at Alabama, right. With JT Sanders. And then, he comes in and plays really well later in the year as well as a focal point of the offense. Uh, your, your thoughts on, on that element of what Steve Sarkeesian has going for him? Because I think that's like the, the hidden gem, right? That's the one thing that not everybody has going for him. The players aren't always recruiting players for on other campus, especially not when half of them are leaving via the portal at, at some right. point. And Bobby, you can probably attest to this a little bit more after this point, but what is what a 180 from where it was probably four or five years ago? Unbelievable. When, when players or prospects would come to campus and, you know, it was almost the complete opposite pitch from the team. You know, this probably isn't the place where you want to be if you're looking to make that jump to the NFL. It's a complete 180. And it's Texas fans should be at home thinking, you know, this is a well a well-oiled machine right now. And at the moment, there's not really signs of slowing down. It's it it's great from the Texas side of things. And again, it, it, it certainly helps when you have a guy like JT Sanders, who's been through it all. You know, he didn't play his freshman year. He bought into the coaching staff and he bought into the really the path of development and the mission that he had set for him with this coaching staff. It, it shows you all the trust and, and faith put into that staff and is, Hey, look at me now, look at where we're at and look at the stats we're putting up offensively. Come be a part of it. That's the mission. And again, Bobby, like I said, a, a complete 180. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, because- absolutely. No, it is because I was covering, I've been, you know, I've been covering this team for a long time and recruiting in particular, CJ, and it goes in waves, it goes in cycles. But sure. the, the fundamental issue with that Tom Herman had, uh, he could recruit really well. He's actually a good recruiter. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of advocates for him. Absolutely. On the team. And if you're, it doesn't matter whether you're selling vacuum cleaners or recruits or whatever you yes, need you need yeah or a pen yeah you need you need advocates right and i think in football there's there's nothing better than your actual teammates right that you're going to be a part of and so i agree with you cj that happened see as charlie strong's team recruited for him now right. and most of mac brown's teams recruited for him but that didn't happen at her with with tom herman because i think that he just had such a hard charging style 
on the field that the, it didn't attract players. But Sark seems to have the met the delicate balance uh, of right. not only the hey we're going to be stern about we, what we do and we're going to have rules as well as hey we're going to have fun and we football is supposed to be fun. So right, I, I agree. And, and Emory Winston now is part of that. And I will I will go back to him a little bit. I think he's terrific um, because I think that. There's nothing better than a natural pass catcher if he gets into the route tree, right? Especially yeah. and you see a lot of yards after catch because of that. He's not exactly, I mean, he's not the fastest guy, but he's fast. He's yeah. not the tallest guy, but he's got long arms, right? He's to, to your point, he can create some mismatches, not only at the linebacker level, but in seams uh, down yes. the middle, I think. Absolutely. And that's, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, it, the great, great thing we can say about Steve Sarkeesian if you can, if you can score touchdowns, if you can be a difference maker in the game, he's going to find a way to f- get you the football. And that's, you know, more the more talent he has, the more assets he has to, to deploy, the better team Texas is going to be. All right, that's going to do it uh, for this one. Congratulations to Emory Winston, uh, just a terrific pickup for the Longhorns. Becomes the second commitment of the 2025 class. And uh, for CJ Vogel, I'm Bobby Burton, and for Emory Winston, hook him, buddy. Congratulations.